As Daniel explained last week, if you're with us, we are in just a two-sermon series, non-series, that is uh, just preacher's choice. And last week, Daniel encouraged us with his sermon titled, Death in Us, Life in You. And it was a great reminder and encouragement of how with Christ's example and Christ with us, we can persevere through any suffering and even find joy in that suffering. And now as this non-series ends, it is my turn. Um, after this week, starting next week, we will be doing a series on the Gospel of John. And Pastor Bill is going to launch us off and he, as he launches a theme uh, during the week of our annual meeting. And yes, this is a shameless plug to stay next Sunday right after the service for our annual meeting. So for me, the preacher's choice. You know, sometimes these can be dangerous because sometimes the preacher says, well, I want to tell the people this because I think this is wrong with our church or this is wrong in the world or this or this or this. And when I was reflecting on this, I, of course, thought about the time we are in. And I mean more probably reflecting on where we are with vaccination rates increasing. Keep going, everyone. And COVID rates decreasing in the U.S. and things opening up and our long promised time of rhythm of life that we have missed is on our doorstep and we are entering in. We're all in different places. But you know, in many of these times in the past few months, you probably know people who have made transitions during this time. And some have moved closer to family. Some have moved for work. Some have graduated and moved back home or onto jobs. Some people found new jobs within the same city. There's so much change going on within our society and within the people we know and love. And whether you're one of those people that have made a transition during this, whether you're one of those people that is watching uh, Massachusetts open back up and thinking, I'm not quite sure what to do with this, or maybe you're one of those that an opportunity is sitting there, you're on the doorstep and you're not quite sure what to do. There is apprehension in all of this for all of society, for us as individuals, when this change is right here in front of us. And as I was thinking of this, um, I thought of a time and a story back in the Old Testament that was like this, in a sense, because it was a person who was leading a people. So it was a person and a, and a group of people standing at a major transition time. You see, I'm going to talk about Joshua and the Israelites. Yes, I know Joshua. For those of you who know Joshua, you know some of the great phrases God gave him, but it's important for us to look at those in our transition times. You see, Joshua and the Israelites, it had been 600 years since God had promised to Abraham that he was going to give him and his people, his descendants, this, this land that was right on the other side of the Jordan River. The Israelites could see it. And the Israelites, of course, were in slavery for a long time and then wandering the wilderness for over 40 years. Talk about isolation, 40 years in a wilderness. So they're finally here, right? They're on the Jordan River. And uh, at this point, Moses is dead. Joshua is now the new leader. And it's important to know who Joshua was. What do we know about him? Before we read the scripture and hear these transition words from God. 
We meet Joshua in Exodus 17, where he talks about how he defeated the Amalek. And so he was a leader, he was a warrior, and he was brave. And his tribe chose him to be their representative when one person from each tribe went into the promised land to spy on it. So he was a recognized leader within his own tribe. And of the 12 that went in, he and Caleb were the only ones who said, despite how big these people looked, God said we would conquer the land and with God's help we will. Well, the other 10 said, nope, nope, can't do it. And even Caleb and Joshua were threatened to being stoned if they didn't change their minds. But they said, no, God promised. And so at this point, 40 years in the wilderness, everyone else who, uh, who was alive at that time that said, no, we're not going in. The people are too big had died other than Joshua and Caleb. So they, he was brave. He trusted God and he trusted God's promises. He's referred to as Moses assistants. So think about the mentoring and the training that this man received. And at some point along the line, Moses changed his name from Hoshea, which means salvation to Joshua, which means the Lord saves. So the focus about Joshua was on who saves God, not Joshua himself. And of course, that name was used, the Greek translation of it, version of it, for Jesus, who really is the one who saves and brings us into our eternal reward with him. There's also a description of uh, Joshua being the one that stayed in the tent with God. Exodus talks about that. And in Numbers, he said he is a man in the spirit. So he seeks after God and his relationship with God is evident. So Joshua, warrior, brave, leader. He trusted God, God the one who saves. He was mentored and trained by Moses himself, and his relationship with God was evident to all. So I just want to set that stage because I think we need to understand who Joshua was. He wasn't just this little guy that had never had any training, had no skills, wasn't recognized as a leader. He seemed to have it all. And yet God knew. God knew there were words that Joshua needed in his heart as he faced this transition time, as he sat on the banks of the river of the Jordan. So as we sit on our bank of transitions in our lives and our society, let's read what God said. And I, I want you to pay special attention to what it repeats, because that's always really important when God does that. From Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land am I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the great Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and courageous. 
Be careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for in three days you are to cross over the Jordan and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God gives you to possess. Now as we turn to see what God wants to reveal to us from his words to Joshua, his transition words, let's invite the Spirit to guide us. Father, these are words that for some of us we have heard over and over and over again. And yet we know that Scripture is new every time we look at it because our lives are different at every time when we look at the words that you have spoken I pray that our spirits are open to hear your words in new ways, to hear what you want to speak to our spirit because you know we need to hear it. May our hearts be open, may our minds be open, may our souls be open to you, Holy Spirit. Amen. So I think verse 2 sets up all of this of what God wants to say to all of us who are standing on the Jordan River. These transition words from God, Proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Proceed. I think God tells us here three instructions he gives to Joshua and the people, and then that's promised by three promises that God knew Joshua and the people needed to hear. And he knows we need to hear today. So instruction number one, cross the Jordan. It's that straightforward, isn't it? Sometimes we just need to hear that. Get ready. It's time. Here we go. And that was it. But they're leaving the familiar. They're leaving the known. These Israelites, most of them, other than Caleb and Joshua, were born en route in the wilderness. And chapter three and four describe this in Joshua if you want to read it but it was time to come out of what you know and enter into what you've been promised you know think of the priests if you read the continue in Joshua you read that the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant were the first ones to step in the Jordan what was that like the Jordan didn't stop the Jordan River was flowing and they stepped in you have to step in that water you've got to trust that God's got the way there that it will stop. You are that first person stepping in. It's time to cross the Jordan. Now we all have our own crossings of the Jordan River and there have been many in my life, small and large, and it's that first step that is the hardest. Hear God say to you, cross the Jordan. We need to realize that God is working as we work. He doesn't always lay everything out perfectly, does he? He works in our lives when we step out in faith. We don't wait for everything to be prepared. We cross the Jordan. 
instruction number two from God. He says, My promise is fulfilled. It's time. Enter the land that I'm giving to you that I promised to Abraham 600 years ago. In verse 3 and 6, he talks about that. He promised it to Moses and the ancestors and now to the Israelites. And that's his instruction. Remember, my promise is fulfilled in your actions. Joshua repeats this in the peop- to the people. This is really important. God is faithful. His promise is fulfilled. Despite the Israelites and all their times of unfaithfulness during the 40 plus years in the wilderness, after God freed them from Egypt, God has kept his promise. His instruction is, this is my promise, go forward. Your future, the promised land, awaits. And for you and I, God may have made a promise to you. You may be unsure exactly what it is, but his promise is fulfilled. It will be fulfilled. That's his instruction for you to know that and act on it. Trust that. Step in. And so the transition words from God cross the Jordan. My promise is fulfilled. And instruction number three, the one who seems, this one seems to be directed to Joshua himself as he leads. This man, remember, warrior, brave leader who trusted God, God, the one who saves. He mentored and trained, and he was the one whose relationship everyone could see that God was evident with. What did that Joshua need to hear from God? Three times he got this instruction. Yeah, you know it. Be strong and courageous. You would think Joshua already had this. Think of his history. But God knew his heart. He knows our hearts. So he repeated it three times in this transition time and also for Joshua for the battles to come. Now, after Joshua was the assistant to Moses for so long, do you think he was a little intimidated of stepping into Moses' shoes? Sometimes that new place, that new transition is very difficult because of who was there before. Sometimes it's because of where we are coming from. How do you step into shoes like Moses? And some of you may be wondering that when you're looking at where God is calling you to. How do I step into that when there are other people like there, there, that? It's like, it's like uh, this man, Fabo Mabeki. Ever heard of him before right now? Well, he's the president of the Republic of South Africa from, from 1999 to 2008. He was the second president, which means he was the president after Nelson Mandela. Now, if you're unsure of who Nelson Mandela is, take time this afternoon and read and learn who this man was. He transformed that country. How does Thabo Mbeki step into his shoes to become the second president? That was Joshua stepping into Moses. That's sometimes where God calls us. And you think, I can't step into those shoes. And that's when God says, be strong and courageous. And God says it three times. And I believe each time he gives Joshua and us a promise that helps us be strong and courageous. First, in verse 2, 3, 6, and 11. When Joshua passes it to the people, God says, Be strong and courageous. I will give this to you. 
in verse 6. He says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to your ancestors to give them. God's way. God's timing. And as we head into battles and we head to cross our Jordan rivers, it will not be what we expect. We do not rely on our own gifts, our own skills, our own talents, our own training, our own mentoring. I want you to think about if you know the battle of Joshua and the city of Jericho. Walled city. If you've never read it, read it. It is spectacular. But no one could have imagined what that battle was going to be like. Joshua, a warrior, brave, leader, probably thought, I'll get the troops together, away we go. But in chapter 6 of the book of Joshua, it starts off, first of all, some spies going in, which is normal. And they were actually saved by Rahab, a prostitute. Now, I'm pretty sure Joshua wouldn't have chosen that, but that's who God directed to save the spies from Israel. And then the priests carried the ark. Seven priests were blowing trumpets. The army followed. They circled the city for seven days. Not a regular, regular smart way to attack a city. And on the last time, the walk around, they walked around seven times. And when Joshua told them, they all shouted and the walls crumbled. God gives the victory. God's salvation, not Joshua. So remember that name change, right? Joshua, God who saves. Don't rely on your own skills and abilities. Trust God's way. Be strong and courageous. God will give this to you. The second thing that God promises along with if Joshua is strong and courageous, he says in verse 7, and he talks about, I will reveal myself to you. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to act in accordance to all the law that my, Mose, my servant Moses commanded you. And it goes on and says, don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Go forward in my word and you will be successful. Put it on your heart. Meditate on it. Keep it on your lips. Speak of it. Don't wander away. Keep focused on me and I will give it to you. I will reveal myself to you. When we do those transitions, when we are strong and courageous, we can only do that if we spend time with God in his word, talking with him, knowing that he will reveal himself to us more and more, the more we step out. And his third promise that goes with be strong and courageous to Joshua and to us, he says, in two different verses, I will be with you. Be strong and courageous. Like I was with Moses, I will be with you, God says in verse 5. I won't fail you or forsake you. Remember, Joshua spent years as the assistant to Moses. He saw this in action. He knew what God would do and how present he would be. And in verse 9, God says, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you. That's his, God's third promise to Joshua and for us today when we step out being strong and courageous. And what about for us more specifically in our society of transition? 
and so many individual lives in transition, so many people in lives who are battling their own battles and trying to figure this out. You may be at a Jordan River. Think about that, are you? Where there are transitions in front of you. Think about the life changes God asks us to do. I think of when I left the bank and returned to school. Not a logical decision. I think I've shared that before. Our oldest was starting university. I'd be quitting a full-time job and going to university. It's a lot of expenses and a lot less income. And yet, myself and Jeff with me stepped out in faith. We stepped into that Jordan time of transition. We fought battles along the way, but God was with us. And we knew that. We needed to leave the familiar, comfortable world we were in. Kind of like 40 years in a wilderness, like the isolation time in a pandemic, leaving a job, leaving a city, step out. You may be unsure if you can make it or even where we're going, but we're standing on that bank of the river. Maybe you're a person who's not sitting on the bank of a Jordan River, but you're facing the battles that Joshua and the people did. Because we face battles daily at work, at school, at home. We battle keeping our temper sometimes. We battle being kinder to people, gentle. We battle living as Christ really calls us to, wherever you are called on your Monday to Saturday. We battle on how to use our time, uh, getting rid of a habit that's damaging to ourselves or to others. We battle in a relationship that needs healing. We battle for to get rid of addictions that are controlling us. And some days there's a battle to even get out of bed. So whether you're standing on the bank of a river, of a transition, or you're in a battle that you need to transition into and win today, all of us need to hear these transition words from God. The God who created the earth, promised Abraham, talked to Moses, says to you, says to myself today. He knows your heart. He knows what you need to hear. Remember his promises. He is faithful. Be strong and courageous as you enter into your battles or you cross your Jordan River. It may not, it most likely will not go as you plan and may not use the skills or experience you think it will, but God, We'll do it. God says, keep close to me. Learn more about me, my story. Hear and act on my character. Know and understand and feel moment by moment that I am with you, no matter what. So I want each of you to hear, along with those transition words from God, these promises from God. I will give this to you. I will reveal myself to you. I will be with you. Cling to those, my brothers and sisters. Cling to them. I want to close with a prayer by Joseph Schottel and then a benediction as we go out. God of love, 
you are with us in every transition and change. As we enter into this new era with excitement and anxiety, we recall your deep compassion, your presence and abounding love. We thank you for the gifts, talents, and skills with which you have blessed us. We thank you for the experiences that have brought us to this moment. We thank you for the work of others that gives breadth and depth to our own work. Be with us as we move forward, rejoicing with you and supporting one another. We ask this in your holy name. And as we go out, O oh God, embed in our hearts your words that you will give this to us. You will reveal yourself to us and you will be with us. Remind us as we go out, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.